Podcast Answer Man, episode number 133. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And today, in this episode, we are going to have a continuing discussion about something I covered back in episode number 130 of Podcast Answer Man. In fact, I'm going to ask you, if you've not yet listened to episode number 130 about Leo Laporte and his statements that he made $1.5 million in podcasting and that it happens to be dead, then I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this one because it really does make a difference. Now, I'm just going to give you just a little refresher here uh, for those of you who t- you say, okay, sure, Cliff, maybe sometime I'll go back and get that, but uh, this is the first time I'm checking out your podcast. Why would I commit to that without first listening to this one? So for those of you who are just tuning in to Podcast Answer Man for the first time, back in episode number 130, I explained that Leo Laporte uh, had given a speech where he mentioned that he made $1.5 million in revenue from podcasting uh, and that he says that his revenues are doubling every year, but his costs to produce content is not doubling every year. It just the, co- the revenues are doubling. And and then within seemingly within the same breath, he later in in, in a, a few sentences later says podcasting is dead and it has and we knew it was dead from the beginning. And then he continued to go on and he said that the future is in on demand video and being on every device everywhere on demand and and that the future it, basically saying it's you know podcasting is too hard. It you got there's so much that you have to do to be able to subscribe and. And all this stuff. And, and, and he went on and he says, people love live. People, people really enjoy live. And, and, and he went on and on about all this stuff. So anyway, um, seriously, go back and listen to episode 130 if you haven't heard it. But if you haven't, at least get that as an idea. And of course, uh, I was completely, you know, I, I give a lot of uh, reasoning behind why I felt the way that I did. Now, today I have not had an, yet a chance to actually preview the voicemails that came in uh, with the exception of the first, you know, five to ten seconds. So I do have two voicemails that I'm going to be sharing. And then I've got some additional audio clips from Leo uh, this week that I want to share with you that even further prove to you what what I believe is true that that you know that this is just crazy thinking and crazy talk on the on behalf of Leo and um, and, and I'm going to play that but before I happen to know that Rachel's voicemail has to do with the, some of the stuff I talked about with Leo Laporte and so let's go ahead and see what Rachel had to say and then we'll we'll jump into today's audio clips. Hi, Cliff. It's Rachel of Girls Night in Radio, Sims 2 and Sims 3 Challenges podcast. Uh, calling in for podcast answer, man. Uh, you guys have been talking about Leo's statement that podcasting is dead. And I just wanted to clarify because I listened to quite a few of his podcasts and he has clarified that statement. Um, he has said that he believes that the growth of it has, has died. So pretty much most people who are going to listen to podcasts are listening to podcasts at this point because those are the people who can breach the barrier of entry. Uh, I actually don't quite agree with that. I do agree that it slowed down quite a bit, but I mean, I'm getting new listeners 
to my shows all the time. So <laughs> either they're just discovering it or there's a lot of them are discovering podcasts in general. So, um, but yeah, and he has said that he is not going to shut off his RSS feeds. He will continue to provide his shows for download. Um, he and um, he's going to pro- start providing videos for download as well, not just the audio podcast. And so he's making these different deals, like with Roku and whatnot, to provide the videos more easily and make it more on demand versus the RSS. But the RSS aren't going anywhere. So um, I just wanted to clarify that for you guys because it seems like a lot of people are getting worked up about it and uh, misunderstanding what he said. And I mean, he did not <laughs> express what he was saying very well. So, all right. Bye. Rachel, thank you so much for calling in. And um, I agree with you for disagreeing with him. Uh, that I have people all the time that are coming to me as a brand new listener. And to be honest with you, uh, we're picking up about two to 300 new listeners per month to gspn.tv that we are their first podcast ever. Uh, they are finding us through Google. Uh, doing searching for Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, Lost, Heroes, Doctor Who, um, you know, all these different th- TV shows that we're podcasting about. These people are finding, they're doing searches for, for interviews with people. They're doing searches for the content uh, related, you know, uh, you know, discussions related to the most recent episodes. And when they're doing their searches, gspn.tv content is coming up and they're clicking on it they read the show notes and then they click the little play button they have no idea what that is they've never seen one of these little play buttons before they click on it they listen to it and it's like wow they usually typically start bookmarking the site and coming back to it and then they start asking questions what is all this podcasting and and at the end of every episode we sometimes will say uh most of the time we will say thank you for subscribing and and people are like subscribing what does this mean and 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 lot, most of them are finding out on their own. It's like, okay, what is this podcast? They keep saying, thanks for listening to this podcast. And and what is this? And they start searching on their own. Some of them email me and say, hey, Cliff, I've been listening. What's this podcasting thing? And I, I'm always willing to tell them about how to do podcasting and how they can get this stuff delivered to them. We are adding hundreds of new listeners, new podcast listeners every single month. So yeah, I, I the the growth has not stopped for me, uh, and and I don't see it gr- stopping. In fact, these people are getting so excited about the fact that there is content that they can listen to when they want, <clears throat> where they want, and specifically about the passions that they have, and they're telling all of their friends about it. They're like, "Oh my gosh, check out this thing called podcasting." So yeah, I I, I definitely agree that it you know there was this time when it just went whoom you know way up there but but I do agree that most of the people who are on iTunes and already have iTunes who are going to find podcasts a majority of them the the critical mass on iTunes has hit but there is such a harvest field of new people out there that have not yet heard about podcasting that will hear about podcasting and will love podcasting uh, even, and, and I will even go so far as to say that they will love podcasting a whole lot more than live video on demand. Now, I'm not against Leo's desire to go video on demand. I, I think it's great. I think we all of us podcasters should be looking at other areas to distribute content 
and be available in those places. So if we can get our stuff on a, onto a Roku box and you have the time, effort, and energy to put towards that, then by all means, let's get our video on Roku and let's get ourselves a YouTube channel and start putting some content on YouTube. There's a lot of things that I know that I should be doing to reach even more people out there. But to be honest with you, I am so swamped with the amount of content that we've been producing that we haven't looked at some of those other ones. So... Anyway, I wanted to share some things. I was, you know, just like you, Rachel, I listen to a lot of Leo's podcast. I, I, I've shared quite openly that that I have a huge fascination with Leo. I, I, I consider him to be a celebrity in the tech world. He is one, He is the first person I ever heard about when it came to podcasting. Uh, I knew about Leo before he ever decided, to, before he ever heard about podcasting himself, and he's the one who introduced me to it. Um, one of my greatest dreams is to be uh, to be able to talk with Leo and to be on one of his shows. Uh, I have a I have a very personal goal to be on Net at Night. I don't know that I'll ever make that goal with as much as I share about my disagreement with P- Leo's statement uh, about you know about his <laughs> podcasting is dead. I, I and I know he doesn't mean podcasting is dead, but he used the statement, he used the phrase podcasting is dead, and he used the phrase podcasting I knew podcasting was dead before we even started. And regardless of what he meant, he communicated those two phrases, and those are kitsch phrases. And when people hear about podcasting and they heard, Oh, well, there's this guy who made one point five million and he says podcasting's dead, and so therefore podcasting must be dead. And and this guy carries a lot of weight. He carries a lot of influence. And to use a and to toss a phrase like that is where my real concern came from. But I, like you, I listen to a lot of podcasting from Leo. I listen to This Week in Google, This Week in Tech, sometimes the Daily Gizwiz. Uh, sometimes, or, well, most of the time, I listen to MacBreak Weekly as well. Um, I listen to I, I listen to a lot of their Net at Night. Um, I listen to a lot of their content, and I really enjoy listening to Leo. He, he's one of my he's the, he's one of my favorites. I was listening to this week in tech, episode number two hundred eighteen. All right, this week in tech, episode number two hundred eighteen. Was listening to it this week, and I will tell you, I I heard him say something, and I'm like, what? No way. And you just said people love live and, and that this is the way and podcasting is dead and, and video is the future and that's the way that you're pushing everything towards video, blah, 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 blah. And he made it very specific to say that uh, most of the people who are listening, they're usually listening at their computers anyway and all this other stuff. He said all of those things. And then this week in tech, he said something at 27 minutes into the episode or somewhere right in there. I wrote down the note and I said, download this episode, go get this audio clip so that you can play it in Podcast Answer Man. So I wrote myself that note and today I'm ready to do Podcast Answer Man. And guess what? I pulled down episode number 218, I searched for that spot, and I can't find it. Instead, a little bit earlier in the episode, all I could find was this. No studio. <laughs> it's it, true. It's, it's true probably the most advanced uh, podcasting system oh, yeah. in the world. I almost feel bad because people come by who want to start podcasts. Well, you probably put them off. Oh, my God. <laughs> they go, I do? can't do What are you? How much did you spend on this? <laughs> it's about $100,000 worth of gear. <laughs> probably by now it is, yeah. yeah. yeah actually, you're right, it is. Come to think of it. <laughs> yeah, I need to come by sometime next time about I would California. love you to I'll come visit. By. I would love you to come visit. Do go to audible.com slash twitcopper. I guess I jumped the gun. All right, so did you hear that? You do need to come by sometime. And then all of a sudden, 
you hear cut and then you hear audible.com slash copper, right? So that's not what I heard. Now, I understand that sometimes, you know, you, you record these shows and then all of a sudden before you decide to put it into the live feed, you edit some things out. I will tell you, I do that often. Uh, not Actually, no, I don't do that often. I do that about 10% of the time. I'll sometimes, we'll have a recording and I'll say, ah, I shouldn't have said that, and I'll take it out. This, however, is a situation where Leo said something, put it into the RSS feed. It was in the RSS feed for long enough that my iTunes went and captured it and downloaded it. But then after the fact, he took it out of the feed edited something out of the conversation and then put it back up into the feed. And my friends, this is what I heard when I listened to episode 218 earlier this week, which I still happen to have in my recycle bin on my Mac. Leo's studio <laughs> it's is, true. It's is true probably right. the most advanced uh, podcasting system oh, yeah. in the world. I almost feel bad because people come by who want to start podcasts. Well, you probably put them off. They're, oh, my God. What they go, I do? can't do What are you? How much did you spend on this? It's about $100,000 worth of gear. <laughs> Probably by now it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right, it is. Come to think of it. <laughs> yeah, I need to come by sometime next Do time. I, I'm out I would California. love you to I'll come visit. By. I would love you to come visit. All right, I totally screwed this Audible ad up, so. You did. I have you $20 of equipment right here. That's all no, you, you, you know, that's what I tell people. Say, all you need, you got a laptop, get a headset mic, and you got a podcast. That's all you need. Yeah, but they're going to sound like crap compared to you. That's what I want. <laughs> I he don't to hold everybody back. I don't so need the competition. Great. No, I encourage everybody. In fact, we tell everybody you could. You know, you don't need. What am, this is nuts. I spent all this money for to broadcast video. Like, what, who's watching? Nobody's watching video. They all just listen in their car. Nobody wants this. A lot of people listen in their car, but you have a lot of people on these chat rooms in there. I we have a few people kibitzing. in the chat room. Kibitzing. There you go, my friends. A little bit different. In fact, I just want to play this clip right here. What am, this is nuts. I spent all this money for to broadcast video. Like, what, who's watching? Nobody's watching video. They all just listen in their car. They all just listen in the car. And then he says, nobody wants this. That's exa- I'm, I'm not kidding you. That's what he said. Listen. What am, this is nuts. I spent all this money for to broadcast video. Like, what, who's watching? Nobody's watching video. They all just listen in their car. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. That's what he says. Nobody wants this. Now, I want to let you know that uh, during either that episode or this week in Google, I'm not sure which one, I finally got some up-to-date numbers about the number of people who are viewing, uh, or not viewing, but the number of people in the chat room. They were making a huge deal about the number of people in the chat room, uh, which, by the way, was about 837 people in the chat room. Now, they don't have live viewer numbers anymore on the stream, uh, but I will tell you that back in the day when when I, when I he was using Stickham, I, I did watch. The most I ever saw Leo get up to is right around, uh, I think at one time he may have hit five or 7,000, but I remember for sure that I saw him back when he was hitting 5,400, he, he had about 2,000 or so in the chat room. So, you know, here he is recording the two, you know, at least one of the two most popular shows in my mind with Twit. It would be This Week in Tech and This Week in Google, uh, two, two very popular shows. And during the live show, he only had 800 and some odd people in the the chat room. That would tell me that would equate to maybe a right around four or five thousand people who are viewing. So his viewer numbers are not 
way out. I mean, they're not way out there. Now, those are those are great numbers, but you're not going to be able to get a you know 1.5 million doubling every year in revenue kind of deal. And the question is, is it really is it really doubling? And the question is answered in the episode number 13 of this week in Google. Here you go. And uh, he wants to do video, and he wants to do the exact things you're doing. And and how much does your whole you have a you have a deluxe Cadillac setup right now, right? Yeah. Okay, so basically, just I'm going to pause for just a second and let you know that they're talking about Howard Stern, who is thinking about leaving satellite radio and wants to do uh, internet video and audio on his own. So here, here's the continuation of that discussion. Yeah, if you were to recommend to somebody to have it's you know, cigarette money for Howard. Here. It's uh, you know, for well under a hundred thousand, he could do this. Yeah, well under. I mean, that's 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 easy money for him. Yeah, and we're doing we're we did two and a half million in revenue this year. That's awesome, Leo. So, so there's there's money in this. He made two and a half million dollars this year. So so we had the one point five million is what he made last year. He's made two and a half million dollars this year. He just said there's money in this. And what is the money in this? Well, if you go back to listen to episode number one hundred thirty, he said that all the money that's coming in is coming in from the downloads. There, podcasting is not dead. That's all I have to say. Podcasting is not dead. Two and a half million dollars. In fact, my friend Stephen sent me an email this week, and he says, "Hey, Cliff, you know I've been obsessed with what Leo is accomplishing on his network. I happened to listen to his This Week in Tech live this week during the non-recording time." I heard Leo talking about a new sponsor to some visitors, and it would be announced this coming weekend. But he spilled the beans. Leo says, and uh, and this is in quotes, Ford is paying us $200,000 for sponsorship, so I feel obligated to drive a Ford if I'm going to promote it, end quote. And he has since, and then Stevens continuing, and he has since per, uh, purchased a Mustang. This type of success is promising for your career choices. So, can I just say, folks, you know, I am, you know, obviously, my a majority of my money is not coming in right now just from content. But I will tell you, with unequivocally, that I am making a, I'm making a minimum of four thousand dollars a month from income from content alone. All right, $4,000 a month from content alone. And I'm making about that much when it comes to my consulting business one-on-one and the equipment sales put together. So, uh, and, and, and just so you know, I have a family of five, stay-at-home wife that takes care of our kids, and 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 we've got you know relatively decent-sized you know uh, standard of living area in this area or whatever you call that the uh, cost of living in this area. And I will tell you that it's it it this business we figured it out. It it costs ten thousand dollars a month to put together. So I'm still not I'm still not like punching it through the roof. But you know what? That doesn't matter. I'm my business started with zero money in hand. I I borrowed zero money to start this thing. It is, uh, and Dave Dufour says the plus membership is the bulk of it, right, Cliff? Yes. We have 315 people who are paying $10 a month. All right. So you add that up and that's, uh, what is that, 3,150? Uh, 3, is that right? Is how much we're bringing in there. So, um, but yeah. 
So the deal is, is that I I bought the or I started this business without borrowing a single penny. Uh, we in the month of January 2008, we lived on the money that we had in uh, that I had earned in my career as an insurance agent in t- December of 2007. Um, and in the month of February, we lived off of Christmas money. I am not kidding you. Oh, and my bonus check. I had a bonus check from December of 07. So Christmas money and my bonus check, that's what we lived on in uh, February of, of uh, I'm sorry, January of 08. That's what we lived on, December 07 money. February, we lived on um, the Christmas 07 bonus and, and uh, Christmas money. And then in March of 2008, we lived on our ta- actually uh, March and April of 2008. We lived on my tax refund from my insurance career, uh, and then it wasn't until um, it wasn't until I think it was June of 2008 that I wrote myself a paycheck for the very first time. All right, but here I am today, and I will tell you, um, it, things are going good. Things are going great, and that this I'm I know for a fact I am only. I am only at the beginning of this. I am only at the beginning of this. And now here's the deal. I was not a celebrity from television and radio before I got started into podcasting. I was just a I was an insurance agent that sat behind a desk all day long that you know really didn't have a whole lot of people that I interacted with very often. And and today I've got a network of 23 podcasts with 47,000 subscribers and that number's growing all the time. And uh, I would say a very successful uh, podcasting career. Just and then t- try to tell me that the that podcasting is dead. Yeah, I get a little defensive, just a little bit. But anyway, so so I I just I just this this clip right here. I just got to play it one more time. I, this is nuts. I spent all this money for to broadcast video. Like what, who's watching? Nobody's watching video. They all just listen in their car. Ah. <sighs> We are. We're listening in the car. We're listening on the treadmill. We're we're listening as we walk through the neighborhood. We're we're listening uh, as we're doing other things. You know. I and and yeah. So anyway. So don't get me don't get me wrong. I am not saying everybody. Hey, quit your job and become a podcaster full time. If you think that this is something that you're going to grow overnight, you're crazy. Uh, you know. You want to get rich quick scheme. Podcasting isn't the place for you. Uh, and, and I have poured every bit of my blood, sweat, and tears into what I'm doing here. And, you know, I didn't start this thing from scratch in January 2008. I mean, I, I did this for two years as a hobby before even considering doing this full time. But, uh, so yeah, th- this stuff is, is definitely not something that I'm just going to say, hey, you know, there's a chance for you to make a living doing this stuff. I don't want to lead anybody down that path. There, you know, you got to fight your own way in whatever your passion is. But I have a strong feeling now these days that if you find something that you love to do so well that you'd be willing to do it for free, that if you became so great at it that you became an expert at what you're doing, people would eventually. Uh, and and what you should find is a way that to to have people pay you to do that. And that's exactly what I've done. And and now. Uh, you know, my, my consulting schedule since August has been nonstop. In fact, it's been absolutely ridiculous. I have an entire brand called Pursuing a Balanced Life and effective uh, tomorrow, actually, although I have I don't work on Sunday at all. So effective Monday, in essence, um, I 
will I, my schedule should thin out a little bit because I am increasing my rates from the first time ever since January 2008. Uh, for anybody that's listening, um, my my rates have been $95 an hour for consulting, and I am taking my rates from $95 an hour up to $150 an hour effective immediately. So from this point forward, that now that should free up my schedule uh, because I'm sure that's that's going to thin out the amount of people who are hiring me uh, on an you know on an hourly basis. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and and I'm doing this intentionally because I need a little bit more margin in my life. I need to I, I need to not work so many hours in the day. And the the other thing I want to do is I'm actually going to be creating a lot of video training materials. And I talked a lot about this last week and the week before as well. And by the way. There is a website that I have, or a link that I have set up, and I think it's called pro- yeah, gspn.tv slash product wish list. Excuse me. If you go to gspn.tv slash product wish list, I ask you to answer the question of what products would you like me to create as training materials, both audio and video, that you'd be willing to pay for? Of course, what I've been thinking about is pricing on those kind of things. And uh, I already have the delivery mechanism all figured out and probably price it in such a way that it makes a lot of sense for me to do an expert style job on the materials. I don't want to just throw anything together. I'm going to put some, I'm going to put the same amount of passion, effort, and energy into it as I would anything else that I do. One of them that's been promoted is how to do podcasting when your co-host is in a different location. Uh, so I, I it, let's just say if you bought that training material and at whatever the amount that I set for it, and then at the end of that episode, I'll say, listen, and if you do have additional questions, I recognize that you know having a pre-recorded training material, you don't get the interaction with me one-on-one. I'm I'm willing to offer up to two hours of consulting at a discounted rate of X Y Z. You know, th- those are the kinds of things that I've been thinking, but. Those are, I mean, there, there's a lot going on. And the reason why I want to do that is because my plus membership numbers are slowly increasing. I need to sp- start doing a lot more marketing on the end of uh, plus membership. I know how to increase the number of plus members now. Uh, I have I have some understanding of what, what drives people to become a plus member. And to be honest with you folks, I need a little bit more time to interact with my community. You know, before it was I needed more time to interact with my wife and kids. And I'm getting that now. And I'm so thankful thankful to have that time with my family. But now I, I'm I'm starting to miss out because of consulting. I'm missing out on some time of interacting with my community. And I and I need to be more involved in in connecting with my audience. And so um, that's why I'm raising, you know, my time is becoming more and more limited uh, it is, uh, of, a, of a resource. And so therefore I that's why I've done this. And and what's been amazing, folks, is is that I can't believe this, but people have actually told me to increase my rates. And I'm like, that's crazy. But uh, so that's where I'm at. And, and hopefully, if you need some consulting, I, I hope that you would consider hiring me. Uh, with that, I have not previewed this Kirk Anderson, but I'm going to go ahead and play your question and uh, see if I have an answer off the top of my head. So here's what Kirk called in to say. Hey, Cliff. My name is Kirk Anderson. I'm from northwestern Wisconsin at interactive123.com. I'm calling for the podcast Answer Man. And uh, I'm new to GSPN, and I'm good friends with uh, Mr. Andy Traub, who got me listening to your podcast via the Business Tech Weekly uh, podcast, and it's been awesome. I get up early on Thursday mornings to watch uh, the uh, video, 
And uh, I guess the reason I'm calling is to ask more about digital recorders. Obviously, you're a huge fan of the Ederol R09, but I'm more familiar with one called the Zoom H4, or there's another model called the H4N. What I like about these recorders are the quarter-inch and XLR inputs, and the options that come with the H4N are completely awesome. And they're loaded with a ton of features for recording uh, both audio and musical um, and venues all over. I do a lot of man-on-the-street interviews and like the ideas of the XLR or the quarter-inch jack. Uh, my question is, is there a difference in sound quality between the eighth-inch or quarter-inch or XLR? I want to thank you for your uh, for your show and uh, what it's teaching me about podcasting, and I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. All right, Kirk sent that uh, audio question in a little while back, and I've already uh, personally responded to him uh, via email and have had some conversation back and forth regarding this. But for those of you, and for the benefit of everybody listening on the podcast feed, I wanted to let you know that um, there, you know, the the Zoom H4 I do not like personally. Um, the Zoom H4n is a much improved piece of equipment than uh, the the original model. I'm still personally not all that excited about it, although I will say that um, basically you do have the the benefit there of uh, the XLRs and, and quarter-inch inputs. And it's not necessarily the benefit that there's a benefit of having an XLR connection as far as audio quality is concerned. Um, you know, now Daniel in the chat room saying XLR is specially grounded and, and, uh, noise reduced. But to be honest with you, I have, I have been using my, uh, Electro Voice RE50 interview microphone and I have a special cable that has XLR that plugs into the, uh, microphone and the other end is a one eighth inch adapter that goes into the mic in input of my Edderall. And when I'm not talking, it's completely silent. And when I am talking, it is just as clear as if I plugged it into the XLR input of my mixer and was speaking into it. So as far as I'm concerned, there's really very little, if any, difference in audio quality at all. Um, now, the I want to speak to you about the extra features that you're talking about. And, and I'll be honest with you, the more extra features and bonus features that a piece that a recorder has, the less I actually like it. And I think that one of the things that the Zoom H4n has, it has a built-in guitar tuner and has a built-in all this other stuff for musicians. And well, well, for most part, you know, as a podcaster, I'm not all that concerned about any of those kind of things. And and also, I just feel like the more that something has, the more that it it just seems to be, you know, doing more than just recording audio. Uh, so, um, yeah, the. I'm I'm not really fascinated by all those extra features. As long as it's got some, it's got killer onboard condenser mics for a digital audio recorder. I think that's important. As long as it has the ability to accept a standard dynamic microphone, uh, you know, a professional grade microphone with an XLR in, uh, connector. Which, by the way, uh, both the H4n does and also the Edderall will do. The one thing that I could see, uh, the now the thing is, is that the H4, if I'm not mistaken, has two XLR inputs. So it has one for the left channel, one for the right channel. 
and I could see some value in being able to hook up two separate XLR mics and being able to, you know, record your, you know, handing an uh, an interview mic to your interviewee and putting the other interview mic in your hand and having both of your audio recorded into the separate tracks, one on the left, one on the right. I, I, I don't know anybody that's ever done that. Uh, but I could see that as an added benefit. As far as the unit itself is concerned, it's still, in my opinion, very plasticky. And, uh, I, you know, I really like the display and, and the feel of the Ederol more. And and I say that, but the thing is, is, is people might say, well, you're only saying it because the Ederol is more expensive. No, I not at all. In fact, I make more money on the less expensive recorders when I sell them. My profit margin's higher than on my Adderall recorder. I still have a fascination with the Adderall R-09. It is an excellent recorder. But I will tell you, in all fairness, I know a lot of people with the Zoom H4N, and they love it, and they think it is a great recorder as well. And it's about $100 cheaper uh, on on the standard price, if you will. Um, Dave DeFore says the H4 display is small. The H4N is larger and better. You're absolutely correct, but I still like the display on the Edderall more than the H4N. Uh, but the H4N is, that's why I said the H, the, the zoom H4 piece of, I, I, I don't like it. I'll just say that. Uh, it, I, I just don't like the H4N at all. Uh, or at the H4, if I had, if I had a choice, um, and, and my budget was tight, I probably wouldn't mind having an H4N, but I really like my Adderall. And if my Adderall was to break today, well, I wouldn't have to get another one overnighted because I have two of them here. Uh, but if both of them broke, I would have another one ed- overnighted to me. Uh, that's how important the Adderall is to me. And every single podcast, uh, almost 1,800 episodes now, um, almost all of them recorded onto an Adderall, either going from the line out of my mixer into the Adderall or uh, out in the field. And, you know, you're talking about man in the field interviews. I actually prefer using the onboard condenser microphones uh, to do those interviews. Uh, one, I like the ambient noise. Uh, it kind of gives a little bit of an added feel to, to being there. And also, I find that people are a lot more easygoing and relaxed when they're talking to you when you're just holding a recorder in your hand versus sticking a microphone in their face. So that's something to think about as well. Now, as far as the uh, other things that I think are required with a digital audio recorder, I think recorders must be small and compact enough to, um, to fit down into your pocket. The H4N will do that as will the Ederol. I think it's important that they record both in WAV format and also MP3 format, and both will do that. I think it's important uh, that they have an SD card for uh, removable memory, uh, and they both do that. So, so yeah, I, I like the H4N okay. Um, you know, it, it's just the the uh, it, it's really the construction of this thing of the of the Edderall and the professional look and design of it is it's it's really beautiful. So, uh, but anyway, there you go. The only other thing that I will say is I want to talk to you real quickly about a friend of mine uh, who is a client and his, let me see if here, it's David Doucette over at ResideArchitecture.com, Reside Architecture Podcast. It's The Approachable Architect. I am going to play some audio here from his first or his second episode. Have a listen to this. 
how can this be a place where I would want to come practice yoga every day? So, Dorian, now tell me about the location of Yogi's Anonymous because I know it was you guys had a very special thing in mind and give me a flavor of where it's located. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and pause that and so I'm going to go up to his most recent episode and I want you to hear and tell me if you can tell the difference in his audio quality. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Approachable Architect Podcast. My name is David Doucette. Today we have a very exciting show because I, the Approachable Architect, am going to be interviewing the Organic Architect, Eric Corey Freed. All of that coming up right after a word from our sponsor. So there you go. So if you go back and listen to the other one, and then all of a sudden you listen to this one, and the difference is that um, he has gotten rid of all of his echo. And if you go to gspn.tv slash forum... And if you scroll down to where it says, I'm looking for it right now, uh, Podcast Answer Man, that's uh, right there, gspn.tv's Podcast Answer Man. And then um, you'll look for a thing that says Echo Issue Resolved. And there are photos of his studio, which is, it's kind of like a converted garage almost. And uh, if you look in there, he's got concrete floors. He's got walls with, you know, pretty much not very much on them. And so there was a lot of echo in that earlier episode. And then right after that, you'll see that um, he resolved it by building a curtain uh, around his recording area, which is amazing. He actually, you, if you've ever been to the hospital where they have, it, like in the rooms where they have a way you know, where... They have uh, like recovery rooms and stuff. They have those curtains that that slide very easily. Well, he got a professional um, uh, hospital curtain rod and got some very nice drapes and has completely revolutionized the audio quality based upon getting rid of that echo. So he did a great job. And there's photos of the before and after. And you know what? I've got a client um, calling in for some consulting. Hold on one second. Hey, this is Cliff. Yeah, Bob, give me one second. I'm going to wrap up the re- recording on this podcast episode I'm doing right now. Okay, I'll grab you on iChat in just a minute. All right, so uh, there we go. That I, I had a scheduled uh, call for 4 o'clock, and that's what time it is now. So uh, let me go ahead and hit this music right here. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the podcast Answer Man. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, if you are interested in uh, getting started in podcasting, you need somebody to help you with your WordPress, getting your wi- getting it installed, setting it up, designing it, getting it calculated and ready for uh, configured, ready for podcasting, getting your RSS feed set up with FeedBurner and submitting you to iTunes, whether or not you need some help with equipment, uh, you can buy your equipment from me, whatever you want to do. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by me, podcastanswerman.com. Thank you all for listening. And uh, Viva La Podcasting. Gotta go. Gotta go make some money. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. And I hate that that thing skipped like that. Sorry about that.